What's up, classmates? This is Akonji. Um, this is another episode of the Culture Class Podcast. I am super stoked to be talking to you guys. I don't know if I should call you guys guys, but uh, you ladies and gents. Um, today, we are talking to someone who's really interesting. We're talking to Sarah Strong. Um, she is a spiritual being, a spiritual, not a spiritual being, but a spiritual channel, I should say, um, to a lot of things. And I think we're going to have an interesting conversation. So, um, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Akanji. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy how you said my name because most people are just like, they don't even, they're not even around the ballpark. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell us a little bit about, you know, I know you, who you are. I know you were born in Australia and now you live in Phoenix. Give us like a buttoned up version of, you know, just who you are. Yeah, sure. So it's, oh, that's a really great question. I uh, That's great. So I was actually born on, on a farm in Australia on the West Coast, north of Perth. So very, very, very country town, probably like a population of, you know, less than 50 in the small region that I was in. Really, really small. And then the Less major- than 50? Like you knew everybody in your... Basically, basically, yeah. And then where I grew up was kind of like 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I really have that country. I'm a country girl at heart. You know, I, wherever I am, I say hi to everyone on the street. You know, I'm that crazy person that says hi to everyone, you know, <laughs> even in New York, I was doing cartwheels in, in Hyde Park and a little girl was coming up and doing cartwheels with me, you know, like I, I, I carry that, that, that really lively spirit, you know, yeah. so you can take the girl out of the country, but you cannot take the country, country out, of the girl. out of the girl. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, um, when I was about 20, I, went to live in Japan. So I spent three months in Japan and I actually lived there. I was a, a performer. I'm a, I'm a, I was a dancer and I was doing this beautiful cabaret show and I got the bug of traveling, but not going for a vacation, but mm-hmm. to go and live and immerse myself in cultures. So I, I had this, like it was born inside of me when I was very young. So I started traveling when I was 20. And by the time I was 22, I had this vision to go to Sydney, London. That was my plan. So okay. I moved to me when I was about 22. I married an awesome guy. Then we moved to London and I, I we ended up breaking up about after about five years. Mm-hmm. But then during the time, my time in London, I, I spent a lot of time traveling to Miami because uh, there's not much sun in London. <laughs> um, there wasn't, it, it got gradually less and less and less while I was there. I don't know, I don't know what happened, but you know, like. You went and you took the sun away. <laughs> I didn't like it. Exactly. I'm like, I need sun. So I started to travel to Miami quite regularly. I made some really great connections in Miami and some good friends. And I started doing that travel. So I realized I loved Miami. And then an opportunity arose. I was in London and a friend of mine contacted me and she's like, look, we've got something going on in Miami. We'd like Mm. you to be involved. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and checked it out. It turns out the person who was running this project um, wanted to hire me. And then, so a few years that, and a a lot of other stories ensued. Yeah. (laughs) Back to Australia for a couple of years. I, um, I got married to this another guy another Aussie guy which was hilarious because we were only together eight months and I got married twice which um is another story altogether but um wait 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 
You said you were only together eight months and you got married to the same person twice. Yeah, we eloped okay. to Thailand. And then his mum was Italian. So she was like, no, I need a wedding. So we came back and got married in Melbourne as well. Because <laughs> they eloped when you elope, it's not official in Australia. So yeah. But then and then we broke up. So it was it was fun. I got I don't get- know why I'm laughing at that because you said it so cheerfully. It's like and then we broke up. Like, okay, <laughs> no big deal. No, it wasn't really. It was, it was, it was just kind of okay, yeah. Really. But he it's awesome guy we're just better friends than we were um together but so after that i i got contacted back by this um you know by this company and they brought me to miami to to work mm-hmm. um i was working in the, in the in the music industry uh at that time and i you know they they'd hired me to put this project together that would be creating a music program for this theme park and it was it was meant to be awesome and it, it didn't end up being that <laughs> so it didn't end up fulfilling all of the parts of my dream that I wanted it to fulfill. And so after a couple of years of doing that, I was very tired and I was, I was overworked and I decided that I'd had enough and I met a coach. I met this lady, Morgan Field, who I currently coach with. And we did one session and she was holding a a course to teach people how to coach. And it's called an intuitive coach. So the intuitive part means that anyone that actually does the course needed to be psychic, telepathic, a channel, a medium, and an empath before doing the course because if you're not those things you can't you can't really hold the space in the way that um that we that empaths can okay so I had all that and I I was having always I've always had visions and I've always you know spoken to spirit and I'm very connected with Christ I'm actually bloodline from Jesus Christ and I got a message recently that to tell more people that because I really am made from Christ's blood you know like I'm I'm bloodline I'm bloodline of Christ and he's like I'm here to hold Christ consciousness to shine his the light in very similar way he did but uh, hopefully not to get as uh, as misunderstood okay (laughs) Okay. we can talk a little bit about that so you you just said you take a course with a coach yeah and then that or you take a you do a session and then in that session you find out that this person is going to teach a class on how to be an intuitive coach yes in order to be an intuitive coach you have to be an empath you have to have like you know be some sort of psychic or have some of these qualities so which yeah. of those qualities had you always identified with and describe what that's like to have that wow thank you that's awesome um so i had those qualities since i i was born so i was always all of them so i could always hear people's minds as i was psychic i was telepathic so i could communicate telepathically uh empath means i can feel other people's feelings so i couldn't like because even if we're not in the same room i can feel that their feelings and i can do distance um distance work and yeah things like that and being a channel means that um like either loved ones who have died can channel through me or any i i'm of the light so beings of the light can channel through me um as well as i'm a medium so i can talk to dead people as well so i had all of those gifts since i was a kid and i was like i probably channeled i believe the first being that i ever really channeled would have been jesus christ because he's he's been with me mm-hmm. i was born into a christian home so is that something that 
is that something that you can turn on and like do you have to you know how in the films they like say control your power were you always like unruly with it and didn't know what to do with it and then you have to learn how to control it can you turn it on and off or are you just constantly like receiving signals well that's a really good question and so at the beginning when I didn't have a language to call myself an empath or a psychic it was very overwhelming so what happens with a lot of beings who are similarly gifted tend to have problems either with addiction with alcoholism or some form of like numbing out you know I mean some people use food some people use sugar but those like it's a huge there's a huge um I had a huge propensity to numb it out because it was just too much stimulated I, I heard too much I knew too much it was just like a lot of noise inside of me so I I had a like a 21 year cycle of just being addicted to drugs and alcohol wow. that I couldn't really get out out of I wanted to, but I couldn't, I could, I didn't know how. Yeah. And I did, I was in recovery for about eight years to get off of, you know, all the substances. I'm no longer in recovery, but I, um, it is, it wasn't the most amazing adventure for me to get clean and sober and to then, you know, now I have a spiritual life. I do not drink or do drugs anymore. I, um, I have a life that is spiritually, you know, it's, it's in a, of a spiritual basis. So, um, but yes, so. So you're now, you take this course and you learn, I guess, how to, to channel, channel the gift as a whole, all the parts of the gift. And so what next? Like, first of all, where are you at this point? Are you, where in the world are you at this point? And and what do you do next? I was in Miami. Okay. And lockdown had just happened. Like it was March, 2020. I had my session, quit my job, started my coaching course and was like just in my beautiful apartment in Brickell in Miami. And so I did this three month course and I, you know, there was a few things that I needed to tie up with the role that I was doing. And, um, I, I didn't need to go to work so I could focus all of my energies onto doing this course and setting up my business. So I started my business then. And yes, it was, it was a journey, like starting a business in the middle, like in the middle of a lockdown where people just had no idea if they were going to even make money and stuff. So it was, a, it was a real struggle for, for a couple of years. Right. Um, but it was the best because I knew that I was in my calling. I knew that I'd found what I, what I really desired to right. do to help people through, through life. I knew that I was, I knew that I was supposed to do something like that my whole life. I just didn't know what. So I knew that I'd found my calling. So what kind of people, like what kind of people come to like describe your typical client? So the people I work with a lot of women. So I work with mostly women. I am holding space in a retreat for awakening the divine masculine, which is a men's retreat coming up in March, but people who desire spiritual expansion and deepening the understanding of themselves on a human and spiritual level. So, and somebody who may be struggling to, to make that connection. And I'm also going really deeply into the work with connecting the soul into the human experience. So this is another thing that I'm another workshop that I've, I've just launched this integration between the soul and the human experience. It's really, it's, that's why we came here. Humans came here to have this experience of the soul in the human experience where that's been a little bit lost in, in the current paradigm of the human consciousness is that 
it's the human that's running the show and the soul's kind of just going, yo, like I'm here. You need mm-hmm. that. You know, you, you need me to have the fullness of the experience that you came here to have. So right. that's what I'm working with really. Like I've been doing the work on myself. So basically what happens is I get to do the work on myself and then I get to show other people, you know, what um, it looks like to do the work. And, you know, I run meditation groups and things like that, that, that do help facilitate. This I was just, I was just going to ask. So you say, you know, there's almost a, disconnect between that um soul and and human experience yes what are some of the things that help bridge that gap you just i heard you just say meditation so meditation is number one so what happens when you close your eyes and you start just focusing on the breath so meditation and breathing are really they work synergistically with each other so as soon as you close your eyes and focus on your breath already you've gone within so (laughs) some people go into their head which is very normal at the beginning the idea is to come down into your heart center and just really feel yourself. And so what that does is what I found, like I've meditated since 2001, so about 21 years. And what I found is that it gave like, so, so say I was super reactive, uh, in my life, which I, I used to be right. If somebody pissed me off, I would like, I would react. Meditation did for me is it gave me this like space. It gave me a pause that I realized I'm like, Oh, I don't need to react like that because I am allowing myself to come off center excuse me, to react mm-hmm. to that situation. I, I felt like I could stay in my center more, more strongly than if I didn't. So, I mean, I've probably missed about, probably I can count on two hands how many days I've missed in 21 years of meditating because I love it so much. And it's so essential to our journey here. It's so essential to being super connected to your higher self, to your path, to your guides, to anything that you want to connect with that you can't see. (laughs) So, and that's, that's a really good, that's a really good segue to my next question. Anything that you want to connect with that you don't see. There's a, and I'm sure you've probably heard this in your line of work, the, the notion or preconception or stereotype or whatever you want to call it, right. Of, of psychics or mediums or, um, people who do the kind of work that you do. It's often, uh, everybody has opinions about, you know, the reality of it. And, and some of these things, like, are these things even real? Do you get that in your day to day? And how do you, how do you, I guess, respond to that? Do you care to respond to that? That It's a good point because I mean, some people might, might be sitting out there thing saying, you know, this is just a whole lot of bullshit, you know, like, and, and I was very scared skeptical. I was extra, I was, ex- I wanted proof. So because I was, I, I grew up in a, in a Christian home and you, I was told that I just had to have faith and I would ask questions. No one could answer. And I'd be like, well, you're not answering my question. So why should I believe you? And they, I, I was asked to have blind faith and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm very opinionated. Right. And, and very stubborn. I'm extremely stubborn in, in the truth, you know? So I did not I did not believe them. And and also I I wanted to always test my own ability. So I would test it. And and this is a perfect example, right? So I have a really close friend of mine. She's also empathic. Every time I think of her, she'll call me that day, every single time. And I might be busy and and I don't have time to pick up the phone, but every single time I think of her, she will call me that day or drop around. Wow. Like without fail. So in my, in my experience, 
Yes, I was extremely skeptical when I when I started when I started my work and when I started like knowing how sensitive I was to energy and knowing that I could channel and knowing all of these things, I would always want proof. And so I, I would I'd be quite scientific about it and I would I would try something and then I'd get proof. And I kept trying more things and or, or maybe praying for signs or and then I'd get all these signs and all these synchronicities and then it became unequivocal. I got unequivocal proof. <laughs> there was something that was inside of me that was being mirrored yeah. externally, you know. So yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely implore everyone to never take anything at face value. Google it, research it, like find out what it means to you rather than believing. Don't believe me. Go and find, have your own experience of it. Go research what it feels like to be an empath, a psychic, a telepath channel, or a medium. If you have these feelings, if you if you can relate, go research it. Find out. Like get proof for yourself because right. there's nothing like an experience of of knowing that you are rather than just just going, oh yeah, 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 I believe you. You know, it's way more powerful when you have a personal experience. And and okay, so that's you know, from the side of someone who does identify as, you know, one of these traits, empath, psychic, medium, for people who are maybe would be a client, right? If so so for people who walk drive by the street and see like uh, the the sign with the palm and say, you know, palm reading here and think, okay, whatever, right? What do you say? So you you tell you tell me if someone's questioning whether they are this type of being you can yeah. you can find out more yes. if people don't if if someone already knows that they're not this type of being yeah. they're like oh those types of beings are just you know what do you say to them so oh, i just want to clear up i don't read palms but i, I probably could <laughs> i've never done that but um that was just an example because so, i don't know i yeah. so in the last what 10 years i live i've lived around maryland area and we, i used to drive when I used, to, I used to take the bus up a certain road for a lot for maybe six years of the 10 that I've been here. Yeah. And there's this one shop that I, it stuck in my mind because that, you know, there's a it, image of a palm there and it says psychic, re, psychic reading here. And I yeah. just drove by there all the time. So when I think of any of this, such discussions, like palm reading comes to mind. But anyway, I'm um, sorry. You can go. Ahead. <laughs> oh, good. That's all good. That little backstory in there. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> So for, for those people that might, so are you asking, let me just clarify the question about like people who might want to step into this world and be a client and have an experience of it, even if they don't feel like. Yeah, they yeah, are like or, or people who are just like, that is just not even a thing. And we uh -huh. can try it at all. Uh -huh. This is like, oh, really? You, so you mean to tell me that you can talk to the dead people? No. You know, like, how, what do you say to someone who has that attitude towards Total skeptics. Right. So uh, have a chat to me, talk to me. Like find me online, look at my videos, like engage with the energy. And if you don't feel anything from the energy, mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe check your pulse. <laughs> you said maybe check your pulse. <laughs> Appreciate the sly shade in there. <laughs> But, um, okay. you know, like, it's like, look at nature, look at the sun. Like we cannot touch the sun, but we can feel its heat. Mm -hmm. We we do not know. We don't know how, where the wind comes from. We know maybe a direction, but really we feel the wind. We feel the ground underneath our feet, but we don't, we can't see into the core of the earth, but we know that they're there and we believe in it. You know? So one day I asked myself, what is spirit to me? What is, what does that mean to me? Mm -hmm. When I was kind of searching and I was kind of trying to feel 
my cup up, trying to fill my own spiritual cup up to what is God to me? And um, I I was in nature and I was in the sun and I was outside and I just felt the sun in like on me. And I was like laying on the grass and I was just like, you know what, God and spirit, what spirit is to me, it's the power behind the sun. It's the coolness behind the grass. It's like, it's, it's everything that I can, what I can feel. It's the Mm -hmm. thing that I can't see of Mm -hmm. what I can feel. So it became so real to me. And it was like, it was, it was, and then I laid down under this tree and then I'm very connected to the Native American people here. And then seven masters showed themselves to me in my third eye. Their faces were clear in my third eye. And so they were like, I, I got a blessing of this beautiful Native American spirit because I recognized that I recognized spirit. That That's what I, I, I can ascertain from that situation. But spirit is very, it's much more simple than people think, you know, spirit is just the air we breathe. You know, we can't see oxygen, but we know it's there and we know it keeps us alive. Right. So it's, it's so, much more simple. It's very interesting. Um, you have alluded to being raised a Christian um, and, yes. you know, Christianity is, is, you know, I don't want to say founded or the premise of Christianity is that God is one, tr- one and true. Right. So how do you reconcile? Well, first of all, are you still, do you still consider yourself a Christian in the traditional sense of it? And if so, okay, maybe that, maybe then that cancels my next question, which was going to be, if so, how do you reconcile being able to channel spirits that not necessarily are Christian or align with like Christian beliefs, right? How are you able to reconcile being able to channel things that aren't traditional Christian, but then, you know, you still are a Christian. So are you a Christian? No, I wouldn't call myself a, a Christian in the traditional sense. Am I a believer and a total devotee of Christ? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I know those two things sound extremely contra, um, like contra, contradictory. Um, contradictory, yeah. But so let me clarify. So I know that the the, the Christian church that I was in as a kid mm-hmm. would not have accepted me being psychic or mm-hmm. telepathic. They probably would have tried to have me exercise or something like that. That was what I knew intuitively. I never told anyone. I didn't tell, I didn't know to tell anyone. I intuitively knew to keep it very, very private while I was young. So, and then I was very drawn away from the church. I don't like to be told what to do. (laughs) So I was very drawn away from the church because they would try, my mum is very Christian. She would always try and, you know, shove the Bible down my throat. And it was a Bible that I didn't believe in. So I was just like, okay, cool. Let me go find my own thing. Let me go and find my own level of spirituality and, and, and delve into that. And, you know, I started, I did a lot of yoga and meditation and martial art forms. And, you know, I started meditating lots of groups of people and doing lots of spiritual retreats. And I really found that Christ is everywhere. You know, Christ never left me, you know, and then I read into, uh, there's this beautiful book called Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. And he talks about Christ in that book so much. And because I'd walked away from the church, because it didn't uphold the values that I wanted to uphold in my life, Life. And then when I reconnected with this book, I read this this book, um, Autobiography of a Yogi, and I realized that Christ was this most esoteric, loving being that had traveled. I, he, he came back to me. Christ, I had a, an experience. He came into my room and he, he, he told me I had this vision. I had a vision of my friend's mother passed and I had this vision of all these angels and trumpets and it was just like huge celebration of this beautiful woman coming back into the spirit realm and I and I thought in my head I'm like 
that was you, wasn't it, Jesus? And then I was laying in my bed and I'd looked out my window and at that minute a light switched on on another building outside my window and I'm like, and that was Jesus. And then I felt a rush of energy into my room and he was, sta- I didn't see him, but I felt his presence standing in my room. And I, and I was just like, he wanted me to reconnect with his energy again in a completely free way. Because what God says, I read the, I, I've read in the past the Passion Translation of the Bible, which was a very beautiful book. I would recommend reading that to anyone. God's, God says, I don't like the church. I don't like the structure you try and put around me. I am in you all. I am you all. You are made of me, from me, and you will eventually, like, well, Jesus went back to the Father so that we could have the experience of being God. We are all God, you know? So also another book that I highly recommend on, and I'm being called to recommend it on most of the podcasts I'm speaking on, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And the, that dialogue between God and Neil is like absolutely mind-blowing. And there's three books. Well, actually, there's four books. I've, I've just read one and two, and I'm on book three at the moment. They deal with all sorts of different topics and Neil just asks every single question that we could possibly ever think to ask and the answers are all there. So if anyone is in a, a place where you've got questions and you want mm-hmm. answers, go to those books. They're really, really eye-opening and I enjoyed, I'm i enjoying them a lot. They're very they're very beautiful, very highly vibrated um, books. Wow, this is deep. Um, so uh, we're going to do a little bit of a switcheroo, maybe not a switcheroo per se, but uh, I looked at your website yeah. and I noticed a lot of uh, flamboyance, if you will, <laughs> in your makeup and, you know, some of the costume. Is that... Is that part of what it means to be a medium and a channel or are you just esoteric and you just like you know wearing fancy makeup so I go to some online events that are called a magic circle and we get to dress up in our in our full the fullness of our magical selves so those all that makeup I channel from past lifetimes so I've traveled the entire universe as a star being so I am I've incarnated in this life time to bring I collected lots of wisdom and gifts all of those gifts are collected from other past from past lives I've been Pleiadian Arcturian I was actually the first Pleiadian <laughs> the first created Pleiadian they've told me that what does that mean I was just I was basically I was created from a concept like so it's other dimensions are, are, are difficult to describe but okay. I was so you know like Adam and Eve the story of Adam and Eve for instance I was conceived I was the first Pleiadian conceived Uh, in that dimension in that dimension so Pleiadian Arcturian Andromedian so these are beings from all of the star systems I've lived on Orion very connected to Orion Sirius uh Taurus there's so many like Lyra Lemuria Atlantis like there is so many of them they call me they call me a galactic mutt (laughs) because I've just lived in so many of them for for millennia um in in earth terms millennia uh we have a different we don't measure time in those other dimensions so i'm channeling those lifetimes and i'm i'm a star it's called star seeds so i'm a star seed on earth that's what we call them earthbound uh mm-hmm. star beings or star seeds and there's many 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 star seeds here and i'm an activator of those of star seed uh dna okay. so uh-huh. if you had 
starseed DNA and you, you see me, you, you can have a soul recognition of going, oh, wow, I, I, I know you from like, well, maybe we met on, oh. you know, the Pleiades or Orion. And I help people come into the remembrance of their past lives. So I'm going to ask you a question that may sound a little out there. Well, maybe not out there. You probably have heard some, somebody say something to this effect, but what is your take on horoscopes? Oh, I love them. They're great. It's a great tool. I personally have asked people their, their horoscope just as a little window into their souls. Mm-hmm. So I don't put too much on just the sun sign, but there's a moon sign, an ascendant. Then there's planets that fall in the entire and huge, huge, huge matrix uh, on. I only on, know one. I think it's the sun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pisces. Are you a Pisces? Uh, yeah. I heard sometime ago someone talked about something house of something oh yeah moon sign of some i don't i i was like i this is chinese to me i don't know if I, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that i know and, and that, frankly I, I i i like horoscopes only because i feel like oftentimes what i read in the paper when i used to read the paper yeah. or if i look it up online you know a lot of the things that it says are pretty close to how I am. You know, Pisces are like super emotional people. And and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm, you know, like how I am. And I'm very creative and artsy and things that are too structured are a little bit difficult for me. Um, But I asked that question because I, so people have like extreme reactions to horoscopes. You either are like, you know, into (laughs) it or at least know about it, or you're like all the way into it. Or you're like, what is that? That's just another, especially if you're Christian or religious or, you know, if you subscribe to any, any, any spiritual um, alignment of any sort, you have different opinions. Yeah. Um, But so let me ask you, you mentioned earlier that are a light medium. I don't, I hope I said that properly. Well, I'm a light worker. I, I don't remember saying that exactly, but I'm a medium, like all of those things. And basically what that means is I'm a light worker. Yeah. I'm here light to- worker. Light okay. Worker. And so the, you can only channel things that are things or beings or spirits or, you know, create shuns that are good that are by light i'm assuming you mean good of the light yeah so no darkness can come through my channel except my own like there's shadow work that you know is essential for doing actually tying back into you know the soul coming into how the experience of the human there's a lot of shadow we call it shadow work or facing your darkness and your own you know your own internal stuff so other than my own that i uh, i channel the light and light beings so the dark beings know that they can't come near me they can't really it's like it's like a vampire can't go in the sunlight because it's going to burn them up <laughs> That's a good, that's a good, that's a good uh, reference. Um, So you mentioned something that sparked the thought, Um, facing your own, your own, your own things. Let me just say things Um, for people who are like, you know, we may have this energy. I'm sure this interview is like, great. I need to talk to Sarah for people who are like, okay, maybe that's a little bit too much, but I could learn how to, you know, maybe center myself a little bit. What are some, um, you know, outside of meditation, which we already kind of talked 
talk about what are some things that you can do even if meditation is a little bit a little bit out there still right what are some things that you can do um to start to kind of do that inward introspection so journaling is a really good way to start uh connecting to yourself like just just writing out your thoughts like kind of getting things out on paper uh, talking to someone talking to a friend having a therapist or you know having a session having uh, like one coaching session can open up a lot I've done a lot of single sessions with people and then they're just like okay cool I've got I've got a lot to work with and let me let me go do that so yeah so just allowing like working at your own pace uh meeting yourself where you're at so if you really do feel like like stifled by life or whatever it's like sometimes Sometimes, like Einstein said, that the same thinking that got you into a situation is not going to get you out of it. So you need a new mirror. You need someone else's help. That's why coaching is so great. You know, life coaching is is one of the most beautiful ways you can give to yourself. So um, yeah, if you find yourself like a lot of the words that I hear, I feel stuck. I've, I'm in a bad relationship. I don't know how to get out of it. I, you know, I'm I'm in a job that's not fulfilling me. You know, either like relationships. I've got a mental programming. I'd like to break I'd like to move from like emotionally from here to here I don't know how to get there so all of those things are really beautiful for for life coaching and then if you've got deeper things going on like deeper psychological stuff it's good to see a it's good to see a psychologist um for you know if you've got deeper traumas and things like that but if you just want forward momentum on something that's happening in your life life coaching is an absolutely brilliant fit fit for that I you know I I want to appreciate something is you just gave me a lot of resources and by me I mean me listeners resources that are not necessarily because I'll be honest when I asked this question I thought you you were going to say you know be open-minded some of the simple things of course like journaling but I thought you were going to say be open-minded to it you know try to do this or try to see a psychic and then make up your mind um but the the understanding that some of these things are not going to be for everyone and and everyone can still do something even if it doesn't look like what you do I think that's good I think that's that's encouraging and for people who find themselves, you know, in a place where maybe they need to make that deeper connection and to maybe open their third eye, right? Then they can say, hey, I, you know, I, I know who to call uh, yes. or or stuff like that. But for people who are just like, we want to just be in the life that we're in because <laughs> maybe we're not mediums and all these things, but we're happy where we are. But we also want to get kind of that deeper, deeper connection with ourselves. This is, you know, when I heard you say, see a psychologist, therapy, those, those are nice words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just depends where, that where you're at personally and internally. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there have had a lot of trauma and that is, that's essential that, you know, it's dealt with through right. like good, a good relationship with a psychologist. And then other things, once you kind of, I mean, I work. I've worked with people that have a psychologist and me in their life. Oh, that was going to be my next question is like, do you find that people come to you and they're, and you're like, okay, you need to, you know, you can go see a therapist while we're doing our sessions and this could probably help, you know, straighten some things out. Yep. Yep. We can work synergistically for sure. All right. All right. So I'll ask you one more question. Um, what is something um, that if you're not an empath or a medium or, uh, you know, any of these adjectives, right? On a day-to-day, 
I feel like you are correct. Anybody knows that on some degree, right, we are spiritual humans. My personal opinion is that people who don't believe that are just uh, in denial. This is just my my opinion. I'm a Christian. Um, and so I do have the faith, the belief of a Christian, the traditional God and all of, you know, what that comes with. Um, so I, and I also connected with something that you said earlier, you know, when you said being in nature and feeling like, I believe that God is an artist. And I say this all the time, because if you watch a sunset on a day-to-day basis, they're never, they're hardly ever the same. And you wonder how the earth is doing all this stuff. Who is painting this sky every single day, a different color? And how can you feel the sun on your face, you know, or how can it be raining and sunny at the same time? There's things that I ask myself, sometimes they're quirky and silly, but I, I truly firmly believe that God manifests himself the biggest in nature and just like the naturalness of things and life. Um, but for people who are, are like, uh, um, you know, not into like the, the other things that aren't maybe Christian, what are some cool ways to recognize some of the depth of our life as human beings on a day-to-day basis? So being in the moment is one of the most beautiful things that anyone can do for themselves. And the breath is a very easy way to stay connected to the present. And just, it's just pausing, breathing, looking around you, recognizing beauty, smiling, you know, calling someone by name that is not expecting you to call their name. So someone at a gas station or connecting authentically with another human being with kindness and love. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. And when you said um, being in the moment, I used to I used to talk to a lot of people, um, my friends growing up and, and even my now husband, when we started dating, I would say to him, you know how you watch films? I'm a like diehard fan of like romantic comedies. I don't know. I just love them. I gouge all of that. Like it's... <sighs> It's a problem at this point. Um, <laughs> Netflix, the good ones, the bad ones, I watch all of it. I know exactly what's going to happen from the first frame to the last, but I'm there for all of it. Um, but I used to say, you know how you watch a movie and you can see the love in the film? Like you can yeah. see these people fall in love with each other. They slow motion the kiss or they like, you know, all these things that make you take notice of the things that are happening. The laughing, the best friends walking down the street with their ice cream. Like you feel those things and I used to say in our lives we have those moments and it was like one day a light switch just went up in my mind it was like we have those moments in our lives but when they are actually happening we don't take a mental note of that and so when you at least for me when I used to watch these films I used to think to myself oh my god I wish I had like you know especially like girlfriend you know chick flicks yeah high school thing I used to oh my god I want to have a group of friends we can go to a movie together and walk down the street all happy and you know and then I realized we act this actually happens in my life but I don't register it because you don't take the moment to pause and in order to recognize that you're actually having a film worthy moment (laughs) you have to you have like your mind has to actually register it otherwise it'll happen and then in 15 20 minutes if something else happens in your life that is not the same emotion you just get carried away by that too and and you never really take stock of 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 life's little um miracle moments i like to call yeah it. so th- this is a beautiful uh example of there's another book that talks exactly about that about recognizing
recognizing synchronicity. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's called the road less troubled and it is, it, it asks you to slow down and realize that every single moment is a moment to be rejoiced and celebrated and to find bliss in. Like we can live a perpetual bliss state when, when you recognize, when you slow down and you recognize it, it's like that becomes another, becomes another, becomes another yeah. a bliss moment when you really recognize Absolutely. it because you, you are in, in a state that you can then share that. And then as you share that, you pass it on to someone as, as you're sharing it, you create more of your own as well. So Absolutely. it's an illusion that humans, that we have to live in, that we have to do a job that we don't like, that we, that we're miserable. That is a choice. You get to choose joy or lower vibrational frequencies, such as like anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. You just get life is a choice in every single moment. Yeah, and that's not to say you won't have the lower vibration frequencies. <laughs> See how I hold on to that. <laughs> um, that's you know that's not to say you won't have that, but it's just to say okay, if those show up, you have the tools in your toolbox to say I can pivot and I can yeah. I can find the bliss in this. You know whether it's you know I, ha- I have a job at least. You know there's someone out there who probably doesn't have a job, um, yeah. but there's always there's always something better that you can you can pivot to and i think True. that's a that's a great message to to and to one have. other thing based on that is I wrote a book called Live Wild, Live Free, and it's Mm -hmm. about living your most joyful life and how to set it up. So literally, Akanji, every question that you've asked with regards to people, how do you live a good life? How do you have, you know, how do you open yourself up if you're more skeptical to spirit or to recognizing the spirit in you or the spirit in your life or having a more uplifted existence? Mm -hmm. That book is, is, is perfect. It's simple. It's only about 82 pages. It's, you get to journal throughout it. You get to really align your life with a new vibration so that you can live a, a, the most joyful life that you can possibly live. And that's an absolutely um, great place to segue into, you know, tell us where we can find you, what resources are out there. And, um, you know, people want to follow up. How can they do that? Yes. Awesome. So I have a website, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-J for Juliet strong s-t-r-o-n-g dot com i'm sarah underscore the underscore strong on instagram and i have two books on amazon one is called book of mantras bible of ascension by sarah strong and the other one is live wild live free i also Sarah strong so they're super accessible nice what do you think you're going to be doing in like the next five years wow so i'm launching my speaking career i'm also (laughs) launching yeah so i that's happening this year my my speaking coach has just his wife's just had a baby so that's been put on hold for a, a couple of weeks but well congratulations yeah. to them uh, yeah congratulations to them it was amazing and i'm also launching retreat the retreat space awakening the divine masculine and feminine doing the masculine in march and the feminine in may okay and literally moving forward it's just expansion upon expansion within myself and within my business they they just kind of mirror each other so more more coaching a lot more group coaching a lot of online quite large group groups on online and doing like a a subscription model Mm -hmm. as well so that people can have accessibility at at a lower you know a lower price point and just expansion expansion into serving the people I came here to serve which is all the beautiful star seeds out there and and I work with a lot of healers so I'm here to help healers heal so they can serve their their tribe right well expansion is a good word I I like expansion I think a lot of a lot of our new year's resolution 
solutions, our goals are always centered around expansions and, you know, setting higher expectations for ourselves and um, how can we be better? And, and whether you're a star seed or you're just a regular old kanji like myself, <laughs> all got some depth to us. And I think tapping into that, um, however way we believe it is, is um, it's worth doing it. It's worth taking so the time true. to do that. So true, so true. Well, sorry, this has been quite eye-opening for me at least, uh, and not my third eye, just my regular eye. <laughs> 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 but uh, this has been fun. Um, it's, it's always nice to talk to people who share a different perspective on the world. Um, you do radiate lights. I can say that. You're a joyous you. person. I can see how you would be the one saying hi to everybody down the street um <laughs> but um thank you for your time this evening and thank you for you know taking the time to talk to us it's a pleasure kanji thank you so much for your amazing questions for your beautiful vibrancy yourself and for really opening the space in your heart for having me on the show i appreciate yeah. Crazy. absolutely and hey shout out to nosa for finding you i don't know i don't know how he, how you guys connected but good find oh thank you <laughs> uh, all right well um i'll talk to you guys in the next episode but until next time keep listening um and we'll talk to you in the next episode bye